really, your real mahut, your real essence is spiritual, then you're showing that your true father is always a Kaddish Bohu. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This week, Parshas Shaiftim. Who are you? The Parsha starts off saying, which means judges and police officers you should put around all your gates in order so that they can judge the nation and enforce whatever rule came out of the judgment with the police officers. There's a very famous Shla on this Pasuk, which I mentioned several years ago. And I think he's come, he says, there's another way you can learn the Pasuk. There's a hint over here to something else. As we know, Pardes, the Torah can be deciphered in more than one way. Pshat, Rem, is Drash, Soid. And over here, the trigger for realizing there's a hint is because it says in plural, Choyftim veshoytrim, judges and police officers you should put. And then it says, Titen lecha, singular. Why singular? Titnu lachem. And also, later on in the parsha, all kinds of laws that are for the judges, it says them in a singular form. Why is it in a singular form? It's for all the judges. Elamai, there's a hint over here. And I think that's where the Shla is coming from. As Rav Eliyahu Lapian brings out in his uh, famous Sefer Lev Eliyahu, which is the following. We're not only talking about the regular policemen and judges that we have for all the nation, but rather... Every person, every singular person also should create and have judges and police officers also in every gate that he has. What is the gate of a person? So the Shla says it's all the holes of a person, which are the eyes, the, no- the nose, the ears, the mouth, etc. What does that mean? What does this mean? So, Lapian explains and brings all kinds of chazals that show you that through the eyes a person can sin. There's many chazals that we mentioned in the past about them, that a person sees something and then it triggers him to do an aveira. And also through speaking, things that are not allowed to be spoken about, like Lashon Hora and Nibul Peh and other things like that. And listening to things they're not allowed to listen to, etc., etc., All those, you should have a judge around those gates. Why? To decipher, wait a second, am I supposed to try to listen to this? Or is it not Litzon Hashem for me to listen to this? A judge should decide that for you. Should I speak like this or should I speak like this? Around each gate that a person has in his body, you should have, you should have a judge telling you if the right thing to do is yes, to use that, the mouth, for example, or no, not to use it. And who is that judge? So Rav Lapian says, that is the nefesh that HaKadosh Buhu gave us. Like it says, We know the famous Onkelos over there that he translated to be That is the whole essence of the Adam, the person, that the nefesh that comes from the neshama, it should decide... Yes to speak, no to speak. Yes to listen, not to listen. That's what the psukim over here are hinting to us. Ah, goes on. explain to us. So that's the shofet. Who? That's the judge. Who's the police officer to enforce this decision that your nefesh made based on what HaKadosh Buch wants you to do, your seichel? What is, what is the decision after your mind realizes this is what's on Hashem? 
that the only true police officer in you is, like we mentioned in the past, when you have a fear of Hashem, we know there's two levels of fear. There's the lower level of fear, literally fearing Hashem, but also there's ought to be an awe of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That will ensure that you will abide by what your seichel, your mind, and your nefesh told you to do. That brings us to the famous Shabbos, the Gemara in Shabbos, that a person that learns Torah, i.e. he has the mind and knowledge to know when it is right or wrong to do something, but if he doesn't have Yerashamayim that we're talking about, then it's similar to a person that they gave him the, the keys to the inner room, but not the keys for the outer room. So he can't get there, he can't do the right thing. So first of all, this is a very fitting message that we should get Dafka during this time of Elul, because it is during this time that we have to prepare and work on ourselves on getting closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we have to ensure that our, we have our, our judges and our police officers getting ready, especially now to get ready for the for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. But I want to add another idea that I heard from a friend of mine. He happens to be my my neighbor, Rabbi Rosenfeld Shlita. Which is another question that seemingly has nothing to do with what we spoke about until now. But I think you can connect the answer, and it also connects to Elul. So I would like to share it with you. The Gemara in Kedushin. Daf Lamed Vava Mudalef brings a famous machloikis between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yuda about our Bnei Yisrael still called the sons of HaKadosh Baruch Hu after they sin, they sin and re- repeat their sins. The Gemara literally says, says that when we act like children, then we're called children. But we don't act like children, we're not called children. Adkan, that's Rabbi Yuda's opinion. Rabbi Meir says and brings Psukim to support his opinion. No, we're always, no matter what we do, we're called sons of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, the obvious question is, we understand why, we understand Rabbi Meir's opinion that says we're always called Banim, because once you're a son of someone, you're always a son of someone. How can you say we're not sons of Kaddish Buchu? If, are we, if we really are sons of Kaddish Buchu, then we're sons of Kaddish Buchu. What's Pshat in Rabbi Yuda? So my friend, Rabbi Rosenfeld Shlita, wanted to say the following, something that he saw that perhaps the answer is hidden in another Gemara. The Gemara in Nida and in other places says that there's three partners in the creation of a person. The father, the mother, and of course HaKadosh Buhu. But how does that work? HaKadosh Buhu is the one that gives the spiritual side of a person, the Neshama. Whereas the father and mother, they are the ones that give over the creation of the child. They give the parts that are the body, the, the, the more, the, the body parts, the body side of the person, not the neshama, not the spiritual side, but the physical side. Which is very interesting. On that Gemara over there in Nida, the Ben Yoyada says that Adam, which is a person, translated to a person, a person, Adam has the same numerical value, gematria, as Av plus M, father and mother. They both are the numerical value of 44. Adam is 44, and Av is 3, M is 41, also together 44. And what's Adam? Aleph, Dalid, Mem. What's Aleph? Echad mi Echad HaKadosh Baruch That's Hashem. And Dalid and Mem, the blood, which represents the main ingredient that the body is made of, which is blood, that comes from the father and mother. So also over here you see the hint that a person is composed of a combination 
from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and from the father and mother. Based on this, as we are calling this Dvar uh, Torah, who, who are you? Meaning, depending on how you act, if you connect more to your spiritual side, then you're showing that your true father is always a Kaddish Buhu. Yes, you have a father and mother, and of course, of course they're your father and mother from certain perspectives. But really, your real mahut, your real essence, is spiritual. And therefore, a Kaddish Buhu is your father. And therefore, you're a Kaddish Buhu's child as well. However, when a person, and this is the connection to what we said previously, he doesn't have judges and, and policemen around all his gates to ensure he always goes in the path of HaKadosh Buhu and acts and leads his life in a spiritual sense, then he's showing that he's not really so much connected to his spiritual side, which came from HaKadosh Buhu. So his real only parent is showing by the way he's living his life, are his parents. Mimele, you can already start to understand where Rebuda is coming from. Because a person that acts his life totally physical and lets his Yetzirah get him to go and run after his taivas all the time, that's a person that's kind of voting in the way he's living his life that his parents are really the only father he has and not HaKadosh Bochu. And Rabbi Meir says, no, there's always that spark of Yiddishkeit in a person, and he's always called the son of HaKadosh Buhu. it's never late to do tshuva, etc., etc. So also this is an idea, I think, that we have to try to implement in our lives, especially during this time, as we get prepared for Rosh Hashanah, where we know the most important, if you ask me what's the most important theme of Rosh Hashanah, is to realize that we're going into Judgment Day, but the day is based on where we're holding in our hearts. Ba'asheh Husham, which is another shir we spoke about. But Ba'asheh Husham, a person is being judged, what does he hold right now in his heart? If you are clinching to make that decision right now in your heart, with a true heart, and only HaKadosh Baruch knows that, he knows exactly what's in our hearts, and we tell us ourselves, that's it, we really want to fight off the Yitzhah, we're going to have these policemen and these... And the judges and the policemen around all our gates trying to do always the best what Ratzon Hashem is, then HaKadosh Buhu will judge us favorably as well because it's based on that decision in our hearts that we're making. I said this Vartura over to, to a friend of mine, of Daniel Stolbach Shlita, and he wanted to add something that I think is very fitting because it's also to do with our Parsha and it's also to do with Elul. If you look in the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, he brings down that Elul has a lot of uh, acronyms, a lot of simonim. The, the Kitzu Shulchan Aruch brings four of them, but I know there's many, many more. One of them is Anilo Dediva Dedili, which represents a special closest to Hashem. One is, comes from, that, the Anilo Doidi comes from Shirashirim. Then from Megillas Esther, that there's an idea of Ish Lereu Matanois Yoinim. That's also Rashi Tevois Elul, right? Each word, Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed. And then, there's another Pasuk, that's, Umal Hashemes Levavchem Ve'es Levav Zarechem. So also, Rashi Tevois Elul. Says, the Kitzu Shulchanoch, each Pasuk represents a different theme about Elul. The first one, Anilu Dedivu Dedili, represents the idea of Tfila. To give presents to your friend, Matanos Levyonim, not just presents, Matanos Levyonim, like we do in Purim, that represents to giving the needy tzedakah. And the last one, to get close to Hashem, to remove the Olaf and the Lev, 
That represents the idea of tshuva. Psh, that's mamash gevaldik, very representative of Elul. But then the Arizal, Arizal, and he brings it also. The Arizal says another one that Rashi Tevis that is a pasuk that seemingly has no shaykhis to Elul. It's to do with the Arei Miklat. We know the Arei Miklat when a person killed someone by accident, so he can run to special areas in the country and hide there, and no one can do anything to him. That protects him. On that, the Arizal says, what does this have to do with Elul? And the answer is because Elul also acts like that for us. Because even though the whole year round we sinned, but of course, we didn't sin on purpose, so also too, Elul acts as a place, in time at least, that it's being protected because Hashem's coming closer to us. We have a bit better, uh, an amazing, a special opportunity to do tshuva. So it's like, from a certain perspective, we're also in one of these camps that, that uh, no one can do anything to us. Comes Moshe Shapira Tatzal, and he comes to explain a question he has. He says, there's many very important times during the year in Yiddishkeit. Why Davka Elul this month has so many Remozim, so many Simanim? What's going on? And he says a very, very interesting answer. He says, because the Arizal brings this idea that one of the Remozim of Elul has to do with Arei Miklat, which is a city when war, where one can, can hide when he, and won't get, no one's allowed to touch him when he killed someone by accident. So we have to look in the Psukim in the Torah, what it says about Ari Miklat. And the Psukim says, you better make sure there are signs everywhere, so that when a person killed someone and it was by accident, he can now run to, to one of these cities. So every time you, you get to a fork in the road, it has to have a clear sign saying, the way to the Ir Miklat is make a right. The way to the Ir Miklat, make a left, etc., etc. So to here, because Elul is such an important thing for us, it's also a place where we, sh- we should be able to hide from our sins and work on ourselves, to change ourselves, to get closer to Hashem, to get ready for Rosh Hashanah. Then so to over here, we need a lot of signs. And that's why there's so many signs around the idea of Elul. And that answers all the questions. That's what Moshe Shapira Zatzal says. So... Yiratzon, that will take all these ideas from the parsha, that maybe Lo Bechdi, HaKadosh Bochur orchestrated that this parsha will be always in the time of Elul, because it's a time to prepare ourselves, to make a change of heart, to do our best, to have officers, judges and officers, to ensure we're always doing, going the path of Hashem, doing Ratzon Hashem, realizing that Elul is a huge opportunity for us to get closer to Hashem. It's mamish like an Ir Miklat for us, that will be all be zoiche by doing this avoid again close with Hashem and trying to change ourselves to realize that our essence should be the neshama, not chas v'shalom, just the gashmi side and the physical side of us, but rather the spiritual. Or even better, we want to elevate our physical. So our physical side, our gashmi side, should be bowing down to our spiritual side. That our spiritual side will lead the way, just like we saw Rav Steinman, Zetzal, lived his life, everything, everything about him was spiritual, even the physical was spiritual. And we know we'll just end up with the famous mashal that Chazal always give, that you should be ensuring that you're leading the horse and not the horse leading you. The horse represents the, the, bodily, the bodily side of a person, the netia, the natural 
way the body wants to go is usually the opposite of where HaKadosh Baruch wants us to go. That's the neshama. The neshama and the body are opposites. So who's going to decide where, who's going to decide who goes where? Is the horse going to decide where to lead the person sitting on the horse? Where obviously the person represents the neshama? Or is the person on the horse and the neshama will decide and lead the horse to go where he feels is better? Yiratzona will be, will be the ones leading the horse. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.